ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back. Hour two, Bet LA here on uh, 710 ESPN LA. This hour, we're going to do a deep dive into that Kansas City. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. We're going to hear from Ben Baby, who covers the Bengals. Again, join me on my uh, my digital show on Monday with a little sneak peek behind the, the curtain, what's going on with Cincinnati. Man, they, they must feel... This is what I don't understand. This is what... And, and Michael, Rebecca, please chime in. Feel free to. Uh, th- this, is, this is a Cincinnati Bengals team that has beaten Kansas City three times in the last 13 months. Okay. Three times in the last 13 months. And oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes is coming in with an ankle injury. And this is still a Cincinnati team that's not favored. You don't think that's... Wouldn't, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that get in your craw? Wouldn't that be, you know, something that just would, would come in with a chip on your shoulder? I I just... I, I, I do... I believe that... Um, I, I just, I, I think the Cincinnati team is, and, and we've heard, of course, Joe Burrow talk about it, right? Uh, he's tired of, of, of that underdog narrative. So, um, so there's, there's definitely that. Um, real quick, I want to bring you up to Steed on, on what's going on with some of the NBA scores out there. Um, as we started the show, I was all over the Suns. I still am. They're down though by three points. Now, also, uh, Luca exited the game with an ankle injury, and he has not returned. Uh, not sure. It did not look good, so I'll be surprised if he does return in this matchup. But the Mavs are up by three with about four minutes left in the first half. So Mavs are up 44-41 to 41 against the Suns. Um, eight has 12 rebounds. If you recall, the over-under was 11.5, so he's already hit his rebound total over right now. And we're not even, we're not even done with the first half. Uh, also the Clippers, I told you to take the Clippers minus 12 and a half minus 13. Uh, they're up by seven right now. So they're up 28 to 21 with about two minutes left in the first. So uh, two games. And, and, and again, we'll keep you posted throughout the show. Uh, I want to play another clip for you from our digital bet show, Tyler Fulgham, who hosts our daily wager segment, uh, Join me on Monday, and we had a fun segment called Reaction or No Action. And pretty much what we do is we tee up a scenario. And we have the conv- conversation whether or not we would react to it and lay the bet. Or if we say no action, just we're going to pass. We're not going to go to the window. And so we had some fun with this on Monday. Again, Tyler Fulgham joining me on bet with reaction or no action. Let's listen in. As always, we like to start with reaction or no action on Monday afternoons. Here you go. The Bengals win outright against the Kansas City Chiefs. Reaction or no action, Tyler? Reaction, baby, reaction. Even if Patrick Mahomes had a healthy ankle, 
I still think the Cincinnati Bengals would have been a very live underdog. What do we know about this matchup since Joe Burrow's been in Cincinnati? If Patrick Mahomes has any kryptonite in this NFL, it is the Bengals and it is Joe Burrow. Burrow undefeated 3-0 last year, playoffs, this year, regular season. And here's another matchup on the road where they're a slight underdog. And especially with Mahomes' ankle concerns, I think Cincinnati can win this game outright. Lou Anarumo's defense does a tremendous job against Patrick Mahomes, and he has yet to prove as great as he is. He's the best playmaker at quarterback in the NFL, the best player, the most dynamic offensive weapon maybe the game has ever seen. But he's not 100%, and for whatever reason, Joe Burrow just keeps beating him head-to-head time and time again. So reaction for me, I think Cincinnati is the hottest, best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, Tyler, you know me. I've been on these big cats for over a month now possibly two. So I'm with you. Reaction here for me, Joe Burrow has been magnificent, right? 242 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And there was such big concern heading into that game uh, this past weekend with him, another offensive lineman, Jonah Williams being down, but it was next man up. And Joe Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in getting rid of the ball quickly under 2.5 seconds. He reads defenses extremely well. He's extremely accurate. And I love Jamar Chase in this matchup. Three games against the Bills. Jamar Chase has put up over 400 yards in four touchdowns. I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And you talk about the defense. uh, You know, Hendrickson was great. That defense was great. Pressuring Josh Allen 17 times. And, of course, we saw him throw a pick. And if Patrick Mahomes is not 100%, that Bengals defense is going to get after him. Here you go. Question number two. The Niners and the Eagles will go over their total, and it's right now at 45 and a half. Reaction or no action? I'm going to say no action. I mean, just from a pure entertainment standpoint with all those weapons on both sides, I hope it goes over because that'll be fun football to watch. But I think of how great both of these defenses are. The Philadelphia Eagles have the best pass rush in the entire NFL. Four guys had 10-plus sacks this season. They're healthy and they're capable. They got a couple of good corners and Bradbury and Slay. Their defense is really solid. And the Niners have maybe the best, most physical defense in the entire National Football League. Look what they did to Dak Prescott one week after shredding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Prescott looked like he was seeing ghosts against the 49ers. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, D'Amico Ryans is just an awesome defensive coordinator, play caller, and schemer. So I look at these two defenses, kind of like what we saw in the 49ers-Dallas game, stealing the show at the line of scrimmage, and this game going under, even though I want to see it over. Right now, I lean to this one, staying under 45 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. No action here for me as well, and for all those reasons you mentioned, right? San Francisco, the 49ers, uh, best defense against opposing tight ends. And what did we see in the Philadelphia Eagles game? Dallas Goddard really be a big factor. So I think he's going to have a tough time against the 49ers. Also, Christian McCaffrey, if you, if you recall, we saw a lot of Elijah Mitchell at the end of that game for the 49ers. Why? Uh, C-Mac dealing with a calf issue. So as much of attention we're going to be paying to uh, Mahomes in his in his ankle, I think we need to pay attention as well to uh, McCaffrey and what's going on with his calf. And we're talking about a rookie quarterback. We, we kind of he showed his spots this past week against Dallas, right? And this is a, a this is an Eagles defense. They're excellent against the pass. Give this Tyler. Not one quarterback has passed for more than 200 yards against them in seven straight games. 
So I, I think it's going to be tough sledding for uh, for Brock Purdy and and that 49ers offense as well. So no action there for me. Uh, last question, and that is Rory is going to win a major this year. Finally, it's been a 10-year drought. Is this the year wins a major on the PGA Tour? You can get it at plus 230. Reaction or no action? I want to be wrong about this one as well, Anita, but I'm going to say no action, especially at that price. I mean, it is hard to win a major, obviously. That's why Rory, as great as he is, is on this major drought. If you were giving me, like, Seven, eight, nine, ten to one. Yeah, I might take that bet, but at plus two thirty, that's no action for me. Of course, Rory's one of the best in any tournament he tees it up in, and he can win. I just do not like the odds associated with having a reaction to this bet and going to the window. So again, I want to be wrong. I'm a big Rory fan. I want to see him break that drought and add another major. Golf is always better when the biggest stars are contending at majors on a Sunday. But for me, at this price, it's a no action. I'm going reaction here, I, and, and I like that it's at plus 230, and there's a reason why he's favored. Let's be honest. He is, well, as of right now, what we've seen uh, John Rahm do the last few weeks, winning four of his last six tournaments that he's teed up in, you can make an argument. But I, I, and, and, and I like where the majors are this season, right? Like, so as we know, Rory is desperate to win the Masters to mm -hmm. get that, um, mm -hmm. that, to win all four of those majors, right? So that's first and foremost, I think, He's going to be competitive there. Uh, Oak Hill definitely sets up to his game extremely well. In Liverpool, he won back in 2014. So where the majors are this season, his motivation to finally win in Augusta, I've, I've, I've got reaction here. I'm going to play it. Again, that is reaction, no action. And, of course, we ended talking about Rory and some golf. Don't forget, golf season has started uh, we had, of course, uh, the Hawaiian leg that just concluded. They're playing at Torrey Pines right now. And uh, you've got the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, they played the, the North and the South course. And, of course, the cuts uh, were made. And now they're heading into uh, the, the last two rounds. And the reason being this tournament ends on Saturday is because they didn't want to compete with the NFL on Sunday with the NFC and AFC championship games. John Rahm has been absolutely magnificent this season. He shot a 67 today. He opened the, he opened the, the, uh, the first round on Wednesday shooting a 73, but he shot a 67, so now he's tied for fourth. In his last six tournaments that he's teed up, um, he's won four of the six. So a lot of folks liked John Rahm coming in. Full disclosure, I liked Tony Finau coming in. Uh, he always plays well on the left coast, does well, of course, on those greens, uh, hits the ball a country mile, and is so good with his long irons. And I, I felt his game matched up really well on both these courses, but unfortunately shot a 673 on, uh, on Wednesday and a 71 today. He did make the cut, but he's tied for 54. So he's sitting there at even at the top leaderboard right now. We got Sam Ryder. Unbelievable. He's 12 under. So uh, he's got a three-shot lead on the field, shot a 64 on Wednesday, a 68 today. Uh, Brandon Steele is right behind him. I also liked Max Homa coming in. Max Homa is six under. He's tied for fourth. The Gala is six under, tied for, for fourth. I liked Montgomery coming in. 
Um, he's tied for fourth as well. So uh, an interesting leaderboard. I'll have some picks and plays for you in our final hour, how I'm playing uh, these guys and, and where my money is riding for the last two rounds of the Farmers Insurance Open. So we'll, so we'll talk some, some golf in the last hour as well. Quick break. We come back. Ben Baby. We'll hear from him, uh, giving us some insight in regards to what's going on with the bang. Like I said, guys, uh, you know, they've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three times in the last 13 months. And now Kansas City coming in with a hobbled, injured quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, and the Bengals still aren't favored? If that's not a chip on your shoulder, I I don't know what else is. We'll talk to Ben Baby when we get back. He joined me again on the digital show. We'll hear from him. Coming up next, you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now, more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. No, I haven't even thought about it. We're, we're focused on this week, focused on the Chiefs. You know, we're not playing for a Super Bowl this week, so got to get through this one. Joe Burrow being asked, uh, are you thinking about the Super Bowl already? Uh, that's the right answer. Uh, but again, I just... And, and I, I'm really... Like, I truly believe whether or not um, Patrick... Let, let, just even Patrick Mahomes healthy... I still think Cincinnati is the better team. They've won 11 straight. They're coming in as hot as can be. Joe Burrow is like a surgeon out there. I I just, I don't, I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. But uh, again, Ben Baby, who does a phenomenal job covering the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, joined me earlier this week again on, on that bet digital show. Uh, So I thought it'd be great to replay that, give us some insight. And and also coming up this hour, Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs, is going to join us, get an update on Patrick Mahomes and that ankle. And of course, I'll have my picks and plays for you this hour as well. But first, let's listen in. This is Ben Baby with me on Monday. We bring in Ben Baby, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals. And Ben, deja vu, man, right? Like, here we are again. Bengals heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And wouldn't you know it, they're underdogs. Uh, What's been the initial reaction to having to go back to Kansas City yet again for an AFC championship game? Yeah, Anita, when the Bengals saw the draw after the regular season, they knew this was likely going to be the path that they have to take. And it's one that's very familiar to them. Beating a, be, getting an upset win in the divisional round and going to Arrowhead Stadium to face Kansas City. And we spoke to Bengals coach Zach Taylor earlier today, just a few hours ago, actually. And I asked him about kind of being back in this same position. And he made it sound like last year, you know, there was a very, it, it kind of maybe not stuck up on them isn't the right word, but definitely it seemed like they were a little ahead of schedule. And this year, there was an expectation that this was where they're supposed to be. And you can feel the repetition of doing this for a second straight year will make a big difference. You look at that line open at, a, I believe, around two and a half on those Caesar Sportsbooks odds down to as low as one. And that shows you that this Bengals team, there's a lot of confidence even early in the week that they will be able to not maybe be the underdog for much longer and maybe defend their status as AFC champions. Ben Baby dropping knowledge with the odds makers. I love it. 
Let's talk about this Kansas, this Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. There was so much talk heading into this last matchup about the offensive line and another injury to Williams. But man, Joe Burrow stayed clean. They couldn't get to him. What's the latest about the offensive line? Any of these starting offensive linemen returning for this matchup against Kansas City? Yeah, Anita, that's going to be the big thing to watch as we go through this week. Left tackle Jonah Williams, right guard Alex Kappa. Those will be the guys who will be eligible to return. You know, I asked Zach Taylor about that earlier, and he said that they're they're making progress and, and said they'll kind of see how the week plays out. You know, we saw Jonah Williams in the locker room last week was walking without any movements, which, you know, we'll see how that translates into the practice schedule this week. And Alex Kappa seemed to be moving around better than he has uh, since he suffered that ankle injury in week 18 against the Ravens. But if the Bengals can't get them back, I thought it was interesting that Taylor made it a point when asked about if the game against Buffalo gave that offensive line confidence. Taylor said that that was basically an external narrative and that inside the building, there was no question about the ability for the reserves to come in and play well. And we saw what they were able to do against Buffalo. So they feel like even if they don't get their starters back, they should be in good position against Kansas City. Ben, we just heard from Adam update with Patrick Mahomes and that ankle issue. If it's going to be a problem, obviously their offensive game plan is going to have to change. What 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 are the what are the Cincinnati Bengals defensive players saying about Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury, and how how do they anticipate to possibly exploit that? You know, we, I asked Lou Anaruma about that, their defensive coordinator. He's beaten Patrick Mahomes three times, just coming off a, a win against Josh Allen. And Lou probably said it best. He said, I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is on two legs, one leg, whatever the case is, they know that he's going to be a great quarterback. And even if he's not at 100%, this team has the utmost respect for what Mahomes can do. They have seen him so much over these last couple of years, you know, playing them three times and I believe about a span, less than a span of 365 days. You know, Anna Rumo equated it when I asked him about it, almost like a divisional opponent, you know, given the, uh, the amount of times they face Kansas City. They know what to expect. We spoke to Bengals cornerback Cam Taylor Britt. He stressed that as well. And that even if Mahomes is hurt, they are going to be preparing as if he will be 100%. All right, Ben, not to throw gas on the fire, but just out of curiosity, do you know is the NFL issued any of those refunds that Joe Burrow mentioned about uh, in that post-game interview? Anita, it wasn't just Joe Burrow. It was Tyler Boyd. It was Hayden Hurst. It was Zach Taylor. It was about anybody who walked up that tunnel in Buffalo who let everybody know that if you got tickets for that game, you might want to check those bank accounts and credit card statements for those refunds. And I checked that statement that the league put out when they said they had more than 50,000 tickets sold for that neutral site game. If it happened, they said if it didn't, then you were going to get that refund automatically. So anybody uh, that bought those tickets should have their money back. And Zach Taylor empathized for those who made plans to go to Buffalo and go to or go to Atlanta, excuse me, to see Buffalo play Kansas City. He apologized for screwing up everybody's plans. Unfortunately, uh, Taylor said, essentially, you're going to have to watch Cincinnati play Kansas City again in the AFC title game. Yep. Uh, sign me up. I'm in. I want to watch it. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us. Great insight. Appreciate you. Uh, it's my turn now to break down this game. I know it's Monday. It's early. But man, hashtag run, don't walk. Get to that window right now. you tell telling me I get the big cats with a point? Uh, Kansas City's favored by one. The over-unders at 47. 
listen, I, I'm a really big believer. I love teams that are coming in to a postseason hot. And let's be honest, I don't feel that there's been a hotter team than Joe Burrow and these big cats, the Cincinnati Bengals. 242 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions this past weekend. Getting the ball out under two and a half seconds and getting it out accurately. Jamar Chase in four games against, uh, in three games, I should say, against, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, over 400 receiving yards in four touchdowns. So he's going to have a really favorable matchup, uh, especially against Watson and McDuffie. And also defensively, not enough is talked about this Cincinnati Bengals defense. Top five defense total, top five defense against the run. So I think Kansas City is going to have a difficult time. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that ankle is going to be a, a, a nuisance for him. He has 100 this season, 183 designated plays where Andy Reid has moved him out of the pocket. That's all going to change if that ankle is an issue. He's going to have to stay in the pocket. And here's another thing. Kansas City plays a lot of zone defense. Patrick Mahomes is actually better against man coverage than zone. So I think all the stars align properly for the big cats. I like Cincinnati, and I'll take them with the point. Again, Ben Baby joining me on that bet digital show. I know I'm 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 pubbing it a lot tonight, and and understandably so. Uh, we get such good content. Again, Ben Baby, who covers the Bengals for ESPN. When we come back, Adam Teicher, who covers Kansas City, is going to join us. What's the latest with Patrick Mahomes in that ankle? Adam Schefter today was saying that he practiced with no no hesitation, no. Uh, what's the word I'm? What's the word I'm looking for? Not hesitation, but uh, no issues. Uh, uh, the, the word will come to me. I promise. Uh, just to bring you up to speed on some of the uh, the NBA scores limitations. That's the word I was looking for. No limitations. Uh, just to bring you up to speed on some of the NBA scores at the half. The Mavs are actually up on the Suns, fifty-four to forty-eight. Um, Aiton, twelve points, thirteen rebounds. Uh, told you to take the over in rebounds at eleven and a half. But I also told you to take the Suns minus one, minus one and a half. So hopefully they come back with a better, better uh, showing in the second half, especially Luca is out with an ankle issue. Not sure if he's going to return. Uh, you've got a Clippers team going up against the Spurs tonight. The Clippers, of course, trying to better their situation, trying to get into uh, the playoffs. Uh, the Spurs trying to get as many ping pong balls as they can. Clippers up by 15. I told you to lay the 12 and a half to 13. Sure enough, hopefully this trend continues. So uh, 55 to 40 with about six minutes left in the first half. Clippers against the Spurs. Quick break. Adam Teicher will join us next. And then following him, I will have all my plays um, as well as my prop bets getting you ready for the Kansas Bengals game right here on Bet LA. 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. And so, you know, this again, this this line is has been fluctuating. Um, so it opened up at minus one and a half. Kansas City was favored. And then news broke that 
Patrick Mahomes uh, was dealing with an ankle issue and then the line switched and then Cincinnati was favored by one. I'm yeah. Yeah. So Cincinnati was favored by one. And then at one point in time, they were favored by one and a half. And then news came out today uh, from Adam Schefter and a few other people reporting that uh, that Patrick Mahomes was able to practice with no limitation. So now Kansas city is back favored again by one. The over-under is at 47 and a half. Without further ado, let's uh, bring in Adam Teicher. He does a phenomenal job covering the Kansas City Chiefs. So the big question, Adam, everybody wants to know, what's the latest with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, he's practicing, and uh, the the focus has shifted from early in the week, could he play on Sunday, to how effective he can be. I mean, it's clear he's going to play, and – and uh, so now it can be a, a reasonable facsimile of the player that we know him to be. And, and can he scramble around and make those signature throws that he's known for? And, uh, you know, he certainly looks more capable and feels more capable of being able to do that after a couple of days of practice this week. So, um, you know, we'll see, you know, he, he's uh, even he, but he indicates that, um, and he's right that, Practice isn't the best indicator of this. It's not game speed, and he really won't know for sure until he gets out there on Sunday and the Bengals are chasing after him. But he said he thought at that point adrenaline would kick in and and give him a boost. So um, we'll see where he is, but he feels pretty good about it and that he can be somewhat close to the uh, player he was or he has been. Do you think that the game game plan is going to change because – of this high ankle sprain, you know, I, I was reading, I want to say there was a stat out there so far this season. I want to say there's been like over 180 designed rollouts uh, for Patrick Mahomes uh, this, this year with what Andy Reed, of course, as great as he is in, in what he engineers for Patrick Mahomes. Do you think we're going to get a heavier dose of more of a packet pos- pocket passer in this matchup? Yeah, I think so. And, and keep in mind a lot of those, um, those rollouts have not been designed. They're just more the way the play develops. You know, he did lead the, lead the league in number of passes thrown from outside the pocket. Um, so, um, you know, he, he does have that in his game. And, you know, he didn't do it at all after the injury last week against Jacksonville. So, uh, obviously, he was quite a bit different, uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what kind of player he was. But he should be a little better at it by Sunday. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind, Anita, is that just counting throws from the pocket, he led the league in QBR and, and touchdown passes and, um, and, and first downs and things of that nature. He led the league in passes just from the pocket uh, during the regular season. So, you know, it's, I, I believe he's uh, 12-0 and in his career in games where he's thrown 90% or more of his passes from inside the pocket. So, you know, it's not like, um, you know, he, he can't play that way if he has to. So, uh, you know, he, he, you know, the Chiefs feel pretty comfortable. He can get the job done, even if he's more of a conventional player than he normally is. Um, let, let's talk about Chad Henney just for a second. Just in, I, I mean, because you never know, right? Like, listen, <laughs> we know how these guys come into a game, right? They're, they smell water. They smell blood in the water. And the sure. blood is that injured ankle. Um, I do expect, and, and Cincinnati has a, a really solid defense. 
um, to get in and, and get after and, 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 and try to rough him up, obviously get to him. There's a chance that Patrick might not be able to finish this game. With that being said, give us some insight on Chad Henney because when he came in last week, I know small sample size, uh, he looked good, and he's been with this organization for a while, so he's very familiar with this offensive game plan. Your thoughts on, on and confidence in Chad Henney if he does come in, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs. He's been the backup now for five seasons, and mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs are very familiar with him. And don't don't overlook how important that is. The the coaches know Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy know what he's capable of, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. So they'll, they'll tailor their, um, uh, their play calls if he has to come in to what he does well, just like they did last week for the series that they were in or he was in. It was just all short stuff. And, and um, uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, you know, really uh, asked him to get the ball out of his hand quickly. So, you know, he's a veteran guy, hadn't played a lot lately, but um, – uh, was a former starter in the NFL. It's been a few years now for Jacksonville and for Miami. He was a starter for a time. So, uh, you know, it's not Patrick Mahomes, but uh, the Chiefs feel like uh, for a short stretch at least, he can help them win a game. Um, let's look big picture here, right? With Patrick Mahomes and, and us not anticipating him to be 100%, obviously, vintage Patrick Mahomes, and we're talking about how the game plan could change um, you know, a, a bigger commitment to running the ball. I, I know Jarek McKinnon has been utilized a lot in the passing game. I love watching Pacheco run. I mean, he's just, he's such a fun player to watch run. How, how much emphasis do you think is going to be given even more so in the rushing game against Cincinnati? Well, you'd think so. And the Chiefs ran the ball well against the Bengals when they played them a few weeks ago. The, the, problem with that is I, I never predict the Chiefs are going to run the ball. Andy Reid just that's not who he is. That's not mm-hmm. uh, what he believes in as a play caller. So uh, uh, hey, not, not to say it couldn't happen or he wouldn't do it, but uh, I guess I'll believe it when I see it because uh, that's just not who he's been. He's never uh, been one to, to rely on the running game. That That's not how he goes about his business. So uh, yeah, hey, who, who knows? Maybe uh, on Sunday he'll change his mind on that regard, but uh, for now, at least, I, I just guess I'd be surprised if the Chiefs use that uh, uh, a lot more heavily, maybe, than they have during the regular season. Uh, Adam Teicher joining us here on ESPN, uh, doing a deep dive into the Kansas City Chiefs as they get ready to take on Cincinnati. Winner, of course, advances uh, to Glendale, Arizona, to represent that conference in the Super Bowl. In looking at the wide receiver position, Juju Smith-Schuster has really not done much as of late. You know what you get with MVS. Interested to hear what you have to say about Kadarius Tony because a lot of folks, obviously in New York, know a lot about him. But I, I really, I think where the concern here is that this is this is a Bengals team. They're actually quite good um, against defending tight ends, and as we know, Kelsey has been the straw that has stirred this drink in in the receiving game. So, your thoughts on on who you think is 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 going to get more targeted, and, and how this how this receiving core, along with of course Travis Kelsey, is going to play out. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt the Bengals will make a greater effort to limit Travis Kelsey than the Jaguars did last week. So I, I certainly don't expect 17 targets or 14 catches for him this time around. So I, I kind of look at Kadarius Tony as sort of the X factor in this game. You know, can the Chiefs get him going? He didn't play against the Bengals the last time around. So, uh, 
you know, he's uh, th- this is kind of a new thing for him, and uh, he- he's the closest thing the Chiefs have really to Tyreek Hill. He's got some of that same change of direction and and uh, quickness that Tyreek H- uh, Hill has uh, when he- when he's running with the ball. So um, and, he- and he's fast. Maybe not Tyreek Hill fast, but he can move. So th- that's kind of the guy I'm wondering about. That. Uh, you know, he sort of can make the uh, make a difference for the Chiefs in the passing game as uh, Kadarius Tony. They, I know they want to get him. They'd like to get him the ball, uh, you know, to, to run after the catch and get him in uh, positions where he can he can do those kinds of things. So uh, we'll see if they're successful or not. But I, I do kind of look at him as being a key figure, no doubt. It will be interesting to see. Uh, you know, Kadarius Tony again. I I know it was quite a few weeks back, maybe a few months back that Travis Kelsey made the comments like, how did, how did the Giants even allow him out of the building? Um, right. I, I think, right. I personally believe coming into this this game, I think tri- I, I think Kadarius Tony could be a real huge asset, right? Like, um, it, it, like yeah. it, his skill set and what he's able to do, just, just being able to just get him the football. And I think because yeah. Cincinnati will be focusing on, on Travis Kelsey, I think he could be a really key point if Kansas City is able to, to, to win this. Um, you know what? What has been the difference? Do you feel that Kadarius Tony has found happiness and been and wanting to play in health in Kansas City as opposed to uh, what happened in New York? Yeah, well, you know, he he was drafted by one coach and one general manager in New York, and and you know after his rookie year, they had a new crew come in there, and and uh, you know he wasn't uh, he wasn't brought there by those guys, and and the Chiefs I know wanted him. They liked him when he was coming out in the draft, and wanted to get a shot at him. Never did get a shot at him. They tried to trade for him during the off season, and uh, couldn't get him out of New York then. But they were successful at the trade deadline. So. Uh, you know, he, it's it's basically the uh, you know the Chiefs want him, and uh, um, they they Andy Reid's good at figuring out a player's strengths and his weaknesses, and and working you know towards those strengths and away from those weaknesses. So uh, you know that's what they've got with Tony. They think that he can be a a, a really productive player in their system. We'll see if they're right, but uh, certainly there's that ability, and I, I agree. I, I do feel like he's going to be a very key player for the Chiefs in this game on Sunday. Uh, let's let's take a look at what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones has just been a, a man possessed. You know what you get with Frank Clark, and they're going to have to get in and get after Joe Burrow, who, as we know, Cincinnati, their offensive line banged up. But what's so magnificent about Joe Burrow is that he is a surgeon uh, in the passing game and uh, this past week was able to get rid of the ball in less than 2.5 seconds. What has this defense said about getting after Pat, um, getting after uh, Joe Burrow and getting after him as quickly as possible. Yeah, Steve Spagnolo, their defensive coordinator, uh, has talked a lot about Joe Burrow this week. In particular, they, they've got to be controlled when they rush him. They've uh, they've failed in chances to bring him down in previous games. Uh, you know, they've got six sacks against him in the three games they played in the bank against the Bengals the last two years, but four of them were in the, the regular season game last season and only one each in the uh, AFC championship game last year and then the regular season game this year. So they have not done a very good job getting him on the ground. And uh, they, they, Steve Sagnolo has talked about how he calls him nifty and 
Um, they, they really have a lot of respect for how, you know, he's not the fastest guy and doesn't move around maybe like a, a Josh Allen certainly, but is very good at avoiding pass rushers. So the Chiefs feel like they need to be um, uh, disciplined with their pass rush and um, uh, be under control, uh, not, uh, you know, not let him uh, slip through the cracks. So uh, we'll see how successful they are, but I feel like that's another key for this game. They're going to have to uh, figure out how to um, bring Joe Burrow down because uh, they, they've not been very good at that in the uh, three games where they played against him. Last but not least, before we let you go, Jamar Chase, right? It's not just Joe Burrow. It's Jamar Chase, uh, you know, a, a running back and a wide receiver position. Yards off the catch is, is, is just incredible, really uncoverable at times. How, how is this secondary going to match up against Jamar Chase? Yeah, that's the, uh, the, the million-dollar question. And the Chiefs, you know, he's had made some big plays and had some big games against them. So, uh We'll see how successful they are. You know, the Chiefs, they play a lot of youth in their secondary. They uh, Two of their top three corners are rookies, and they play a rookie at safety a lot. So they, um, they're, uh, there's some inexperience back there, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do match up against Jamar Chase this time around because, uh, again, they've uh, uh, had some problems with him before. So, uh, you know, it all uh, comes back to the pass rush, you know, given – they're going to give Joe Burrow as much time as he wants back there, which they have a lot um, in their games against him. It's going to be a real problem uh, in the secondary. They're going to pay for that. So uh, Chiefs are going to have to uh, coordinate the whole thing and figure it out because uh, this certainly uh, defensively, when, when the Bengals have the ball, it's been a real problem for them. Adam, before we let you go, game plan. How do you see this playing out? As we know, uh, three times in the last 13 months, Cincinnati has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're obviously coming in with a lot of swagger and a lot of confidence. What do you feel the Chiefs need to do and accomplish in order to to, to change that narrative? Well, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about is they've got to put Joe Burrow on the ground. They've got to get to him and and put some pressure on him and and, – you know, preferably sack him. Um, you know, one thing the Chiefs have not done very well against the Bengals, another thing, is they have not um, created turnovers. They have one turnover in the three games. They did get an, inter- an interception in the AFC Championship game. But other than that, that's it. And I, I don't know how the Chiefs are really going to win this game without stealing a couple possessions from the Bengals. I, I feel like if they can get a couple turnovers – and end possessions that way and maybe create some favorable field position for themselves, I think they've got a shot. So um, to me, it's all about when the Bengals have the ball, can they put pressure on Joe Burrow? Can they force some turnovers? Can they get some things done that way? I think, you know, hey, for all the focus on Patrick Mahomes, and there should be, I think the Chiefs will be okay when they have the ball. It's the other side of the ball that I think is going to determine the game. Great stuff as always. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. You bet, Anita. We'll talk to you soon. Again, Adam Teicher, great insight uh, and and very honest insight. A lot of times, it's hard. You know, you're you're a beat reporter. You're covering a team. Uh, you know, it's it, sometimes it's you know you, you, we're, we're only human. You you root for that team. And 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 speaking from experience, because I worked for the Giants broadcast team for seven years. You know, and and I was with them when they they went to Indianapolis and uh, and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and 
you know, you, you, you're, you're supposed to be non-biased, right? But it's hard because you're covering a team and it's, it's fun. It's fun when your team makes it this far into the postseason and you want them to win in advance and, and go to the Super Bowl because it's such a fun week. Uh, but, um, you know, you could hear Adam is, is, is very honest in, in his assessment and his uh, analysis when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and, and what to expect. Uh, by the way, uh, so the Phoenix Suns now have brought it within three. Dallas is still up 67 to 64, about three minutes left in the third. And, um, and the Clippers are up by 22, 78 to 57. Actually, that's 21, right? They're up by 21 at the half against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Quick break. We come back, and I will have all my picks and plays for you heading into this Sunday's game with Kansas City, of course, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So that next, right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Obviously, I feel like I can still do a lot of things. Um, but uh, it's gonna. We'll, we'll see as we get closer and closer, and we'll see during the game. I mean, um, you, can't, you can't fully do exactly what you're going to be in those moments in the game but uh, all I can do is prepare myself the best way possible and then when we get in the game you hope adrenaline kind of takes over and you can make those throws when you need to uh, that is of course Patrick Mahomes uh, how can you not recognize that voice um, and it, it will be listen I'm sure they're going to shoot him up with all kinds of stuff that makes that ankle feel great but and, and and I was I was having the conversation with Adam Teicher just a second ago. Like one would have to expect that you've got a Bengals team. They're coming in and you know they're they're going to be tackling low, right? I, I mean it's just it's what happens, right? It's just what happens. It's like like I said, it's like blood in the water. They know where it's coming from. Uh, they're going to be getting after that ankle. Uh, I, I have no doubt about that. So how am I playing this? I, I like the big cats here. And even if Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I would still lay the points with, and, and the Bengals, let's say the Bengals were favored. I, I would still lay the, the points with the, I'd, I'd play the Bengals up to minus two and a half. That's how good I think they are. That's how much better I think they are. Touchdowns to be scored. Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, even money. I'm all about it. Uh, he, he's been a complete beast since he's come back. And he's got uh, the most red zone since he's returned off injury. He's got the most red zone targets of any wide receiver in the NFL. I'm also going to go Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown at plus 145. Uh, He's had heading into last week's game, which he did not score a touchdown last week, but he had, I want to say, nine touchdowns in his last six games entering into last week. Here's the thing. He's the best running back in the backfield, more than Pacheco, of course, uh, with pass protection. And I think that th- that Kansas City is going to be really in tune to pass protection. So I think McKinnon is going to have a lot of playing time. I think he's going to be on the field a lot, which is going to give him a lot of opportunity to score some touchdowns. I'm also going to go Kadarius Toney anytime touchdown at plus 265. Dude is just special. He's just real special. And you get the ball in his hands... I, I, he could he could break one off for you. 
So at plus 265, I'm going to lay it. Quarterback props, uh, Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns, over 37 and a half passing attempts, and also over 17 and a half rushing yards. Um, I think he has a big game against Kansas City. I do. Patrick Mahomes, anytime interception at minus 115, I think he's going to be in the pocket a lot. I think he's going to get frustrated. I think he's going to get anxious. And I think he's going to make a mistake. Also, I've got under rushing yards. Unfortunately, that has not hit the slate yet. So um, we don't know what that yard total is yet. But if it's anywhere around 25, I'm assuming 25, 22 and a half, I'm going to be playing the under. I just don't think Mahomes is going to run a lot. Why are you going to risk that, right? Uh, Joe Mixon, over 57 and a half rushing yards. He was able to run effectively against the Buffalo Bills. I think he's going to be able to do the same against Kansas City. Okay? And one thing that we've been talking about last week, um, the, the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Bills, a lot of concern about that offensive line and the defensive line getting after Joe Burrow. How do you counter that? You counter that by rushing the football effectively. So I've got Joe Mixon over 57 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Jamar Chase over six and a half receptions. Uh, to me, that's that's where this game is going to be won. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. I, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of that in this matchup. Here's a sneaky good play for you. P. Ryan over two and a half receptions and over 15 and a half receiving yards. He was a big, don't forget, go back to the AFC Championship game last year. He was a big, and, and, a, and a big reason was because Mixon got injured. But but I, I like I like the the volume that P Ryan has been getting, especially as of late, and I think he's going to be utilized a lot. So P Ryan over two and a half receptions, over fifteen and a half receiving yards. Hubbard getting a sack, Hendrickson getting a sack against Patrick Mahomes because I do believe that he's going to be limited because of that ankle, and so Hubbard is plus two forty five, Hendrickson is plus two thirty five. And as I said with, with McKinnon, I do believe he's going to get a lot of playing time, so I'm going over three and a half receptions, over 29 and a half receiving yards. And my last play is Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going under 47 and a half receiving yards. Dude's been, like, missing, MIA, for the last four to six games. I don't know if it's he's just not, not creating separation. Um, Travis Kelsey getting, uh, I mean, what Kelsey have, like, 18 targets last week. I, I don't... McKinnon being a bigger part of the game. Kadarius Tony now a part of this this franchise. So um, Juju's just not... <laughs> Juju's getting no Juju. <laughs> so uh, I'm going under 47.5 receiving yards for Juju Smith-Schuster. So that's all the ways that... And, and I know it's a lot, but um, this is what I enjoy to do. And more times than not, uh, I'm winner. I'm, I, I win with these prop bets. So I'm feeling really good about these. All right. Uh, we're going to come back with our number three. I've given you my picks and my plays with both these games. Let's hear what fat Jack professional handicapper has to say. He's with us each and every week here on 710 ESPN LA bet LA fat That's where you can find him. We'll find out his picks and plays when we get back right here on 710 ESPN LA. <laughs> 